This podcast contains explicit content. What it do? What it is? Soul brother. What's going on, eh? This podcast is hardly focused. What's going on, man? About it. Dissecting the news one tangent at a time. When there's nothing left to burn, you have to set yourself on fire. Hey, welcome to Hardly Focused, Mike Tarara, Jack Gill, the 551st episode of our podcast. You can get us at hardlyfocused.com on your favorite podcast app. We are on YouTube. Just search all those places for Hardly Focused. Mike Tarara. Hello. 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 Uh, 100 episodes ago, we began the journey under the name Hardly Focused. And here we are. 100 episodes later, and uh, I would at least think we've, or I've gotten better at finding the groove of things because for the first 100 episodes, uh, I didn't really know what direction I wanted to take the show at the time. We, we Up, down, left, right, backwards. B-A-B-A start. Yeah, I think it took a few months for the footing to be found. Uh, it also doesn't help that the first installment of the podcast is hardly focused, which was episode 451. The episode was titled A New Start. Uh, and it, it, wait, anus tart, anus tart. Yes, I believe that's from Arrested Development, and uh, that's it, it, it put sort of a damper on things because we were at home. Uh, I haven't seen you obviously in in two and a half years since <laughs> March of twenty twenty. That first episode, uh, as hardly focused, was us experimenting with. Uh, podcasting from our own respective home studios and it, I would say it went off without a hitch I recall that being very hitchless yes very hitchless I recall that being a good episode so um, there's that the fact that you can recall good good enough for me yeah well I'm sure there was a lot of discussion in that episode about the pandemic and what was going on at the time because uh, it was uh, it was new. It was real new. And a majority of our first uh, four uh, or first 100 episodes is hardly focused where uh, very heavy on the pandemic discussion. Actually, that was at a time and I, I, I don't remember who it was that pointed this out to me. But that was at a time when we were calling it coronavirus yeah yeah back when it's the novel coronavirus yeah no one calls it coronavirus anymore it's a do we all COVID. Just call COVID? yeah okay COVID. what what did we talk about in the first episode of hardly focused episode 451 anus tart released on april 1st 2020 uh jack and mike are presenting this episode in different studios the first in their 10 plus years of podcasting jack needs all the toilet paper and paper towels 
However, he's not a hoarder. Fun fact for you, Mike. I finally just finished the box of paper towels that I bought early on in the pandemic. Uh, paper towels, paper towels. I, if I didn't have kids, I probably would still be on the original uh, paper towel amount. But fucking Christ, did they make messes. So uh, that clearly did not last two years. I'm going through paper towels all over the place because I use them for uh, if I'm masturbating. Mastur- yes. I yeah. I, 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 I wrap the shaft using the paper towels. And, and it's not the bounty stuff. It's the cheap, cheap off-brand knockoff stuff. It's like you got slivers in there. There's wood pulp, like just clumps in there. Yeah. Now you would think you're an so. animal. You would think so. However, Brawny, the good folks at Brawny, for for whom we were not receiving any sort of paid endorsement for yet, manufacture yet, yet manufacture paper towels that are uh, cut into small squares. So it, it makes the act of wrapping the shaft in thrusting vigorously. Um, not only a little more, uh, I don't know, I guess like environmentally conscious because you're not using as much paper. Uh, the bounty select a jerk off size. Got it. But it, it helps for the small man like myself. Because uh, then I can, it's it still, it, it, it still feels big when you're using just that little square of paper towel. In all seriousness, if I'm doing like uh, touch-up painting or trying to r- repair the holes that I've punched in my drywall, uh, I dab uh, the <laughs> the paint uh, onto the wall using a paper towel, feathering. Oh, makes it blend just a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not that's not the way you feather and blend, man. But okay, do what you need to do. It. Look, it, it works all, for you. I'm sure it works for you. It all depends on how the light hits the wall, and if it hits it, <laughs> as long as it's hitting it a certain way at a if certain time. If the light's of day, on, that's a problem. When the light's <laughs> off, you can't see shit. It's like the hole that I patched up recently. I noticed that I I gotta take another pass at it with the with the sandpaper and uh, re- repair the repair attempt. I think this is the fifth one. Okay. What else did we talk about in that episode? Uh, Alex Trebek passes for Lizzo on a recent episode of Jeopardy. Uh, uh, worth noting that he was still alive. Well, I was going to say he was still yeah. alive then. All right. I believe it was this. Bum bum be dumb. Be dumb bum bay. And I did it exactly like she does, didn't I? <laughs> Uh, spring break attendees learned the hard way about social distancing and pandemics. I remember that. Yeah, those dumb assholes. Oh, we're good. I got COVID. So we're just hanging out with them and trying to get drunk before everything closes. Closes. Sounds exactly right. I, I remember, I you know, it's been two and a half years, but I remember that sound, that sound audio right there. So we're just hanging out with them and trying to get drunk before everything closes. Uh, going back to how no one calls it coronavirus anymore. No one calls it this. They don't say this anymore. I get Corona. I get Corona. Yeah, no one calls it Corona. Or Rona. They don't even shorten it to Rona. Rona. Yeah. 
Or the China virus. The China the China virus. It came from China, therefore it's the China virus. My home is being raided. Uh, <laughs> I actually just made this into a production piece recently, and I didn't even realize it was from this batch of sound drops. It sucks. And I'm from New Orleans, so this really sucks. <laughs> oh, what a what a point of comparison. Oh, uh, was that it? Uh, elsewhere, Jack finds even the most nervous about Verona to be pleasantly nice. I remember what that was. That was standing in line at Whole Foods. Oh, boy. Do you remember this from two and a half years ago when you would go to the supermarket and you had to line up outside because there were caps on how many people could be inside the store at any given time? Yes. The arrows going up and down. People getting shot and killed over not wearing masks because they're assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, waiting outside. The, the good old days. Waiting outside at Whole Foods. And honestly, the only person who was really uh, upset and impatient was Kate. <laughs> Everyone else around us. And I remember distinctly, there was an old woman standing in front of us who was wearing, I think, two surgical masks and gloves. And she was... Uh, I remember wearing the old, the like the actual old school like Breaking Bad respirator just just because I could. But. Oh, I saw a dude wearing a full blown gas mask. Well, I mean, let's be honest. If he was wearing a gas mask in 2019, you'd call the cops, right? Yep. Now, uh, 2022, if he's wearing a gas mask, he's fucking weird again. But 2020, that was his fucking year. That was his fucking year. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I got this. I'm wearing it." Yeah, King of the Hill, I've noticed there's episodes where there's references made to things that <laughs> they were jokes back then. <laughs> They're not jokes anymore. I like this. I'll tell you what, this goofus fella is a dumbass. Look at me. I'm on a Japanese subway. Uh, worth it. Yeah, we have come a, a little bit of a way in the last 100 episodes of this podcast. I do like, though, that we do not spend so much time talking about the pandemic and uh, complaining about restrictions and complain. I mean, we can still complain about people doing dumb shit, but... I am I'm happy that at this point we're just living with it. Uh yeah, it's as much as we can basically do. I'm happy that there's other things happening in the news now like uh Anne Hayes going full-blown Grand Theft Auto. Uh You mean going full-blown Paul Walker? Yeah, I mean except she's as of recording she's still breathing. So uh, it, it, is I, it more of like a technically kind of thing? <laughs> like quite literally technically, I'm, I think I believe it's a machine keeping her alive. But uh, th there's that. There's what's going on with Alex Jones finally getting his comeuppance. There's uh, Trump getting his uh, his uh, place of residence in Florida raided. It's just nice that it, it like watching the news now. Like they were doing like updates. I mean, an entire 30 minute newscast, 25 minutes of it would be about COVID. 
and then it started to dwindle down to doing like an update on how many cases like active cases there were in the state and then like how many deaths i don't even see that anymore we're, we're finally past that well because at a certain point it's just it's just a statistic and we've passed the million dead person mark so it's like all right let me know when there's like a million and a half or two million and then, then whatever it'll peak and then it'll go back down again and didn't Fauci now I'm, I'm looking at this I want to I want to make sure I'm fact checking myself here before I start spouting he basically said get get up on your boosters because it's going to be like the flu like you got to make sure you keep on up on it <laughs> what do you jump up on a podium get up on this I maybe yeah uh he says quote we are certainly right now in this country out of the pandemic phase uh, yes I think it's uh was it pandemic endemic? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, the word endemic has been thrown around quite a bit. Now, this is also from April, so this is uh, several months ago. Now that he said that, so uh, and I were we to still be wearing masks on planes in April, or were we past that? What this April? This past April, four months ago. I think technically on planes it was still required, and I. Th- think officially in may i can't remember if the beginning of may or end of may um but i know by june definitely it was optional on planes okay so some people were like you know what i'm just not going to be an asshole i'm just going to put it on yeah are you still like fuck you freedom are you still going to mask up if you go on an airplane i did mask up when i went on an airplane Uh, like recently yeah okay yeah uh i mean it was you know literally okay take it off take a drink I don't have to literally like go like up and down, up and down, but it's like, all right, I'm just going to, you know, minimize as much as I can for anybody else that's around here. I know I'm vaxxed fully, so I'm set. And if I'm a carrier, you know, minimize how much I'm breathing out. So whatever. But you no longer felt like you, you had to hide from the flight attendants to lower your mask just to take a, Sip of no, because at, at that point they're just like we're I we're tired of dealing with your bullshit anyway. So just don't be assholes on the plane, and I won't have to kick your ass. Yeah, I'll still wear one uh, traveling to my destination because I don't want to. I want to minimize the risk of landing and then getting sick. Uh, coming home, I don't care if I get sick. Cool, I get to take more time off of work. No complaints there. Uh, but uh, you're you're in a small metal tube for several hours. You're just in a petri dish of disease at that point. That's why you make sure to lick everything you can, even the people next to you. Oh, especially. Wasn't there audio too when the the news broke that you no longer had to wear masks on planes? And wasn't there audio of uh, like a plane was just getting ready to take off and the captain gets over the speaker and he's just like, "You no longer have to wear your masks. Congratulations." Yeah, because he's done dealing with the bullshit of having to hear, you know, flight attendants in the back going, yeah, we, uh, we're going to have to divert. Collective sigh of relief mm-hmm. uh, among the airline industry. So anyway, that's what we've been doing for the last 100 episodes of this uh, podcast. What the fuck just flew into my nose? Something literally just flew into my nose. What? Uh, uh, it's called Booger Sugar. And... Uh, you kind of got to put it there yourself there, buddy. Oh, Just shit. saying. It's either a moth or a, a spider or one of them flying 
Oh, it is the spiders that are flying, right? Those ones that were supposed to be coming up the coming up the coast. Oh, uh, um, murder spiders. No, those are murder hornets. Apparently, they're trying to uh, give them a new name to make them less murdery. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I don't think it's gonna work. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, whatever it is, it was. Oh, the is it the Joro spider? I think that sounds about right. That that yeah. that sounds Japanese. Yeah, it is. You want me to sound make it sound Japanese? It, sure. Let's do it, it is the Joro spider. I don't it know. Not poisonous. I don't know if I kill you. <laughs> Go on, I don't. I don't know if I told you this. I, I just finished this game, uh, this PlayStation game called Ghost of Tsushima, uh, which is about the Ghost of Tsushima. I love that stuff. It's the uh, the Ghost of Nigiri. Mm, ghost of Shawarma. We're moving east. Ghost of California roll. <laughs> Uh, it's about the Mongol invasion of the island of Tsushima. Um, uh. And uh, one thing that's cool about that game is the uh, you can choose what language you want to hear everything in. And they've got the English version and then the Japanese version. And goddamn mm. right, I play it, that in the Japanese. It, it's fully immersed. Like, do you even get subtitles at all, or you just yeah. have to fucking go with it? Yeah, they, they got subtitles. They actually released an update a few months after the game came out because they realized that the lip syncing was not a hundred percent accurate to the Japanese being spoken. Ooh, I ah, I like that. I like that a lot. Yep. So I have not heard any English in that game by choice. It's like, okay, if I'm playing this, I'm going to immerse myself. Uh, if I were to replay it, they have. It's quite literally called Kurosawa mode. Where, Kurosawa mode. Yeah, it adds a black and white, very grainy filter to everything. Nice. And I would do that for replaying the game because I want to at least experience it like uh, in in color the first time because it's one of those it's one of those games where it was lauded for its vibrant visuals. Nice, yes. nice, nice, nice. Kind, it's kind of taken away if you're playing in black and white. Um, but uh, it's a very good game. Uh, and hey, I learned something about uh, about history because of it. So there you go. Uh, now speaking of dubs, um, have you seen Prey? Yes, I have. In Comanche, didn't know about that until today. Actually, ah, yes. Uh, apparently, I didn't realize until more you know, almost as recently. But I knew that they had done the kind of the read-throughs and they had done like kind of the you know the actual rehearsals in comanche i didn't realize they actually did a full-on comanche like here you go i thought it was like just kind of gonna kind of get into the role and kind of get into the mood mm-hmm. and then they shot everything in english only but i was like oh no they did comanche all right so Holy it's like shit. a take in english and then a take in comanche i, I think they may have I, I believe they may have, <laughs> but either way, there's a there's a full Comanche audio option. I didn't even realize that. I would have watched it that way. If yeah. I, well, if so I, a lot of people are like, I, I'm doing it now. I'm, I'm I watched it in English. I got to watch it in Comanche and see what it feels like. I'd watch it again. That was a fucking fantastic film. I'd say it was maybe even better than the <laughs> the film. It's a prequel to. Now, here's the question. Is it? the top rated predator movie, including any of those alien versus predators, but not including alien. That's a really good question. I think I can at least find that out right now through some IMDb ing. Uh, let's not- obviously if you include all of the alien predator series, 
you've got to weigh alien and prey and you know, you know, I'm not going to do that. Sigourney Weaver takes cake. But uh, in terms of just anything with predator in it, uh, like predator other thing, so, but it has to include predator. So the first predator, 7.8 out of 10. Uh, prey, 7. Point, good time to bleed. 7.2 out of 10. Okay, so not is at least according to the, the the critics and the fans, not as good as the first one, but still very good. Now let's compare it to Predator 2, which was not good in the least. Mm, 6. No, no, no. 6.3. Uh, yeah, I got that even got a 6.3, huh? Wow. Uh, good for them. What, good for them. Predators from 2010 with Big Nose, Adrian Brody, 6.4. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's The Predator from a few years ago, which I didn't see. 5.3. So that's so far the lowest rated. Uh, now I'm going to skip. I'm going to skip Alien versus Predator, Predator. 2. Yep. 2. The first one, uh, uh, just for the fuck of it, I want to see what the first one netted 5.6. Okay. Um, I'm going to skip alien versus predator two, or as they tried to call it aliens versus predator, but you know, too many simpletons out there wouldn't have been able to tell a difference. Uh, That one is considered one of the worst films ever made. So (laughs) we already know where we land on that one. So anyway, that's, uh, that's what that was. Prey, very good. Absolutely very good film. My dog very much enjoyed it. Ooh, it got it got a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. That's bad. It's not it's not good at all. Um yeah, Cooper very much enjoyed Prey for obvious reasons. And uh I I do like too that there wasn't any uh whitewashing that they actually uh, the the cast it was all Native American uh performers. Yep. I mean except for the the Predator and the French. Yes. The cheese eating surrender monkeys. Oh, those fucking Frenchies. <laughs> Got what they had coming to them. Yeah, very good film. Absolutely good film. Uh, I I do like that they released it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. But they're also releasing it theatrically as well. Is that what's going on now? I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know if the plan was to put it on Hulu just in case it didn't do well. But it did very well. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. But we're not we're not doing this now just because of the pandemic. Because we're well we're well beyond that. We're doing it just to uh, draw interest to the service. Oh yeah, that's the good thing. Like, hey, hey, guys, come on, come on over here. Hulu has been uh, killing it, killing it too. Yeah, yep. With their shows, the bear. I've not seen the bear. The bear is very good. The second to last episode of the bear gave like I was so close to having a panic attack watching it. It's filmed in one take and it's uh, it's quite literally watching a mental breakdown happen in slow motion. In a busy kitchen. Isn't that exactly where those happen? Uh, Yes. Yeah, uh, cameo appearance by Joe Joe McHale in a very unlikely role, and uh, I, you know he gets credited for it, but I didn't even realize it was him until the, it was like hearing that voice, and you're like, who, whose voice is that? Why do I know that voice? And it was uh, an instance of funny man in a serious role for the like the f- ten seconds that he's on the show. And he's credited in three episodes, huh? Yeah, because his voice is reused um, 
in in other episodes and they they gave him credit for it so uh, john bernthal is also in it as well i was gonna say yeah uh punisher's in there credited for several episodes but he's only in one, one. so it's interesting hey, it's all that matters it's all that yeah. matters to get that tick box oh and uh speaking of uh comedians who do serious roles uh abby elliott from saturday night live uh, the daughter of chris elliott is in this as well and she uh is not funny in the least in it which uh, she also does a good job at doing the serious thing um quickly uh better call salt you're are you watching that no dude i know fuck fuck the episode last night i didn't sleep at all last night that's how fucking good that episode was that, that was their ozymandias that was it they did it i was i was hoping they would do it Seeing that Vince Gilligan was writing and directing the episode, had my fingers crossed, and that was it. It's 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 def- it's not better than that episode. It's not better than Ozzy Medeiros, but it's uh, I would say it's tied. Oh my god, there there are moments that I, I want to talk about it so bad, but I don't want to spoil anything. There are just moments in that that there's a scene that I just keep watching over and over on YouTube, and every time I watch it, I find myself getting progressively more sad it like it was when it happened watching it i'm screaming at the television and then i'm going back and watching the scene every time i do i just feel it's one of those things where you're just reading more and more into it uh oh my god it's so good like if you've never watched better call Saul, suffer through the first season because that's, that's the problem we uh, uh, we were watching it as it was happening and the first season was just like I know it's not worth it. And then, you know, I think that's, you know, it's one of those things where you get to wait till it's done and we're just going to binge it as much as we can. Because the, then yeah. it's easy to kind of gloss over the shitty stuff, if you will, the, 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 the foundation that needs to be there. But I think everybody forgot. That's kind of how, kind of how, you know, Breaking Bad to a lesser extent started too. Like it was not all perfection out of the gate. People were had a little bit of like, eh, what is this kind of thing? It's weird. I don't like it they boom yeah i agree but yeah definitely Saul's definitely a lot slower of a burn yeah and the, you can't skip the first season either because it sets up so many things that go in season two and pretty much got through the whole, the whole series but it, it season two it kicks into gear and then from that point on there's nary a bad episode uh there's, I don't know if you saw, if you were watching the first season, I don't know, I don't know how much into the first season you saw, but there's a, a very good episode that's all about Mike. That's a, a, like a whole background about him being a cop and how he became ultimately became the Mike Ehrman trout that we all see. And that was the first, in my opinion, the first excellent episode of the series, but Sadly, it's mixed in with the first season where it's your you're 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 going through that suffering period. Someone was apparently tasked with watching every single episode of Breaking Bad. I'm going to guess multiple times just to make sure that continuity. Yeah, <laughs> continuity and that there were no conflicts. And so far there haven't been, and there's so many little things that people are picking up between Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, especially when the timelines start to intertwine. Well, that's the tough part, too. Like, literally having those continuity errors that if they're not paying attention, fans find them. Yep. And so far, no one has has picked out anything that is mismatched. 
Uh, not. I, I won't say it because I'm afraid I'm going to spoil something, even though it's not really spoiled. Because it's something that happens in Breaking Bad, and it's a scene in Better Call Saul that, like, quite literally, you can watch the two scenes the Better Call Saul scene and then the Breaking Bad scene from, you know, whatever year it came out, 2009. And it just it flows together so smoothly. And the only thing you would have to have a keen eye to notice that, like, Bob Odenkirk, for example, now is, you know, ages backwards 10 years as you shift <laughs> between the two shows. God, it's just, it's so good. Uh, it's just the, the callbacks and the characters that show up and uh, suffer through it, man, because then, it, like I said, it kicks into gear. And then the last few weeks here, the, this last batch of episodes that they're doing, each one has been progressively better than the last. Uh, so far, there's been one casting change for a minor but important character that is, I, I'm conflicted about how things would be playing out if they didn't do the casting change because it was all about availability the the actor playing the character couldn't come back for the last season so they got someone else to do it and uh the way i see it is do you remember there's an episode of the simpsons where uh there's a television show that starts called police cops and it's like a miami vice parody mm -hmm. but the the main character is a suave handsome looking detective named homer simpson and then in the second episode, Homer Simpson becomes a bumbling oaf who's nothing more than comic relief. It's that. That's how, it, without spoiling too much, that, that's pretty much what happened. So anyway, uh, if you do start watching it, let me know. I will absolutely let you know. Okay. We've got things on the list first, though, so. Okay. Uh, let's regroup. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk about, let's talk about uh, sport ball. Sports, 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 sports. Talk about baseball. Chris Sale and what's happening with him. Okay, we will be back. Stick around. You, you are listening to Hardly Focused. This podcast contains explicit content. You are listening to Hardly Focused. Let's begin the show by starting. Uh, thank you for checking us out. Mike Tarara, Jack Gill. You can go to hardlyfocus.com. We're on your favorite podcast app. We are on YouTube. Just search all those fine places for Hardly Focused. And uh, in the wide old world of sports, especially in Boston, uh, there's uh, our, our local hometown team. Not doing well. Not doing all at all uh let's talk about that in the rarely done sports segment here on hardly focused hello sports fans halfback pass to center back to wing back to center center holds it holds it holds it i gotta tell you folks it looks like we've got a very exciting world series on our hands hardly focused sports 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 uh, the Boston Red Sox not doing well in the least. They are in last place. Hey, Jack, do you like cheese? You think the moon is made of alone? You like hot dogs, Norm? <laughs> it's a simple question, Norm. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Boston Red Sox in last place right now uh, in the AL East. And uh, brings me back to the mid-90s. Uh, do you... Is, 
yeah remember there was uh, a time a couple of years ago when the, we were the boston dead Sox. yeah oh just a couple of years ago we were in the world series oh, oh yeah oh yeah we were good we were in fact we won the world series yeah we've won several we were world series. good well, I don't know what is worse news, what's going on with Chris Sale or the fact that Dennis Eckersley is retiring. Yeah, because he's like, uh, I, I can't I can't I can't do this anymore with this team sucking so bad. He's noped out of it. Uh, Eckersley been around for a long time. Eck, as they call him. Uh, one uh, piece of feedback that I read, uh, I, I don't remember who had posted it on Twitter, uh, but they had said that even the worst Red Sox games like the one a couple weeks ago when they lost 27 to four. You you could still find enjoyment in at least watching it on Nesson because you'd have Eck doing the commentary. So, I mean, I don't know who they're going to replace because I mean, let's be honest. I mean, there's times where you didn't give a shit about the baseball game because you had the commentary and it was amazing. I mean, the pizza slice, uh, you know, game. <laughs> oh, my God. That was all right. It was Ram Dog and oh, my God. What? Ram and Orsillo. Orsillo. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, God, that that when uh, Remy passed away recently, I revisited uh, the I, I would call that the original Pizzagate. <laughs> that is the real Pizzagate. Yeah. And uh the rumor is that Tony, the uh, Tony Maserati might replace Eck. Boy, would that just be uh, an injustice on the ears? Oh my God. I, I mean, I, I good for him for getting it, but damn, I like Felger and Maz. I listen to Felger and Maz. I, I love the hate that Mike Felger gets, but God damn, uh, Maz does not have a voice for radio doesn't have a face for TV either, but hey, like what? It's like someone is like grabbing his vocal cords and just squeezing them. Hey, SpongeBob. So there's that. And then Chris Sale, boy, what an unlucky motherfucker. That dude is a walking disaster. Everything that could go wrong with this guy has gone wrong. Uh, an anvil is going to fall on this guy and just land on him. And it's it, going to be Acme, though. That's, the thing. that's yeah, it's exactly it. <laughs> no, not even. It's going to be like Homestar Runner. It's going to land on him. It's just going to say heavy Lord. A piano, a piano's gonna land on him, and then he's gonna emerge from it, and his teeth are gonna be piano keys playing a little ditty, and one of his teeth just falls out. What's going on? Don't worry, just vamp, just vamp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, first, was he breaks his ribs or something a few months ago? Yeah, and then he came back, and then so was it two games, and then he got a line drive on his on his arm. I don't know. It was something just happened. Yeah, but it, so that was busted, and then he came back, and then he's a fucking mess. So the he he's out for that rib injury, and then uh, he didn't even come back to the majors. He started off uh, with the Woo Sox doing uh, 
doing a couple yeah, minor those, league games. Those are not uh, Ric Flair socks right there. Just to let you know. That's from the area. That's when he had a particularly rough start in a minor league game. Uh, then went into the dugout and just trashed the dugout. Hey, guys, we don't have the money of the big leagues. Can you not do that? That was our only TV. <laughs> it didn't even do 1080p, man. You spent- have to get the balls back from the stands, man. We can't even play with more than two. We spent too much money building the park, and it's not even finished. Most of the money was spent building the peanut outside. Look, I can't even joke uh, about Worcester that. references. I can't even joke about that, man, because I, I, I'd much prefer Kelly Square in its current form. With the, yeah, because you're not going to instantly die. Yeah, it's no longer eight roads converging into one space with a, a single stop sign. All the people who die, die. I love showing Kelly Square to people who are not from the area and just seeing their reactions. Because they can't uh, believe it. The new Kelly Square, huh? The old Kelly Square. Old, they, okay, all right. Yeah, they okay. can't believe when they say they see the new Kelly Square. Well, okay, cool. You got two uh, Runda boots. Whatever. I show them the uh, old Kelly Square, and they think it's a like a a bad Photoshop. No, it's it's like when you see those uh, those videos from like New Delhi, and it's oh, just like God. you know these rickshaws, bikes, and and truck, and there's no traffic signals at all, and everybody's just going, and magically they're not all crashing at the same time. That's what Kelly Square was. Yep. Except we're not used to that. Somehow out there, they're used to that. And they just, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's cells moving down the bloodstream. They just, uh, platelets, I should say. Platelets moving down the bloodstream. They can just do it. It's all good. We, we got it. Yeah. But uh, out here, though, no. They wanted to. Now, I, I guess way, way back in the 70s, they actually had uh, lights, maybe more stop signs, and it caused more harm than good. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. It, kind of does uh there's a, a major intersection on on my way to pick up the kids and it's a lighted intersection and going into it for some reason for the entire afternoon the lights weren't working so it was blinking red on one direction blinking yellow the other and i gotta say the one time that the lights aren't working i drive through during basically peak rush hour and i have no traffic and i'm like Oh, this is what it should be, huh? All right, let's keep the lights off from now on. Thank you. <laughs> so, that, that's really sad when somehow only having one or two stop signs is more preferable to having a stoplight. Is what it is, man. Sometimes it just is. So, uh, according to Boston.com, uh, the Red Sox, who have lost seven of their last nine games... Yeah, let me repeat that. The Red Sox, who have lost seven of their last nine games, have played without Chris Sale for the majority of the season. A rib, a rib cage injury kept him out through July 12th. Uh, that's when he came back, uh, did those minor league games, destroyed the, the dugout. Uh, he made two starts before a line drive hit him in the hand, causing him to miss more time. Now, that one, when I watched the video of the injury... I couldn't mm-hmm. tell if I was hearing the crack of the bat or the crack of the, the crack bone. Is, oh, that's that's the thing that you're never sure of because it's just bang, bang right there. You're like, did I just hear bone breaking? So uh, now this might be trying to you know pull out a needle in the haystack here, but there was a, a few years ago, there was an injury that happens at Fenway where a woman uh, got hit with 
a, a ball, like square in a, a square couple, space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. I, I remember like everything came to a stop. Mm-hmm. And they might have gone to like commercial break, you know, while everyone's, you know, they're calling in the EMTs and everything. But I distinctly remember, I don't know if they were, were trying to filter it out and they couldn't, but for a solid five at most, maybe 10 minutes, you could very clearly just hear the woman screaming in agony. Mm-hmm. And like, well, she uh, got hit in the face with a, like a foul ball. So, yeah. Yeah. So I can only imagine, uh, you know what you know 90 to 100 miles an hour uh i mean depending on you know how it comes off the bat you know 110 120 yeah you know getting a good slice on that thing oof yeah well you, you right get, off the dome piece getting hit in the face let alone uh getting hit right in the hand but it hit him square in the hand man that like that so oh, yeah <laughs> do you remember the bird when the bird got hit yes <laughs> that fucking thing exploded uh, that is what, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. How old is that? That's a while. Yeah. But that that's a, a one in a million chance of that happening. Oh my God. Yeah. It happened right on live TV. Was that technically in spring training? It was an early season game. I know that. But holy crap. You just frame by frame. It's like the Zapruder film. Everybody <laughs> can see it frame by frame. <laughs> uh, and it's it wasn't his fault, man. The bird flew into it. He tr- like he wasn't aiming for it. Uh, yeah, that was two thousand one, March twenty fourth, two thousand one. It was a simpler time. A thirty six second recording titled "Randy Johnson Kills Dove." Yep, <laughs> that's the thing too. It was a dove. It wasn't like a dirty pigeon where it was brown feathers. It was white feathers, man. It just. Was it Mars Attacks when they released the doves and then that's yes. what, what pisses <laughs> off the aliens? Oh, if uh, Kate were here. Kate is so fucking terrified of that film. And if I really wanted... Because there was like the playful ribbing with her just to like mm-hmm. piss her off. But, you know, she wasn't really getting mad uh, by it. But if I started doing the act, 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 act. Oh, woof. Yeah, that I was, was her reflexively hitting you right in the face kind of thing. I'd be uh, uh, sleeping outside. Put it Not even way. on the couch. Wow. Yeah. By the way, uh, every once in a while, uh, you know, we deviate from hardly focused and uh, and, do, uh, and do sports. <laughs> we do we do sports, but every once in a while, you know, uh, the uh, my good friend who I co-host my first podcast with comes back to the show and those times we uh revert back to our uh, previous title of the act 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 in jack show thank you thank you very much thank you uh, he's anyway. here all week unfortunately <laughs> i live here uh anyway uh sale made two starts before a line drive hit him in the hand causing him to miss more time the two-time ale strikeout leader through 5.2 innings this season uh, yeah, that's the that's the hilarious part. They've spent how many millions of dollars on him? And he's like, yeah. In the last two years, I've basically done four games. I did it. Right. I, I did an inning, guys. I did a whole inning. I did a whole inning, and I didn't hurt myself. Any trips going into the dugout? Now, is Sale the one who's who's the one who does like the the arm thing before he goes to throw, where he kind of like de- he kind of like arches it in the air. I don't know how to describe it. He pitched in the World Series, the, the last World Series that we won. Hey, I think it was Sale. Okay. 
uh, sort of the weird uh, like ritual nervous tick before doing the thing kind of like how Noma. Yeah, yeah, Chris Sale's kind of fucking weird. So, yeah, that would be him. Noma with the. Uh, no, don't don't talk bad about Noma, okay? Noma's oh, Noma's no, amazing. He he needed he needed a solid one hundred and twenty seconds to fiddle with his gloves. Yeah, it was the it was the uh, the wrist. Uh, yep, wrist sweat bands right there too. Yep. Uh, didn't realize that Noma is a uh, commentator now. Oh yeah, Noma commentates. Yeah, I don't I don't. Uh, well, here's the thing. YouTube TV or really any uh, non-traditional cable provider. Nesson uh, has a like a hate boner with all of them. So I can't watch any Red Sox games or uh, Bruins games Not that you'd want to this year. Not. You know, I mean, it's more watching. I paid attention. I I can't tell you this might have been the second time of my life I've ever listened to WEI, but I did so I could listen to that 27-4 game. Uh, just just to hear how bad it really Apparently was. Apparently everybody was rooting for them to get 30 just to be like able to get like that number. Mm. Couldn't do it though. Had to end at 27. <laughs> my aunt was at that game and she texted me when she got to Fenway and she was so excited and because she's she's got a, a new guy in her life, and say this was a date for them, and, and then she, this, this is why they broke up. Because like this is a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, she texted me a couple hours later, and she's like, "We left during the fifth inning." <laughs> when it was what fifteen to two? <laughs> yeah. God, how do you? Uh, yeah, how do you let that happen, man? <laughs> you let it happen when literally you suck at life. It's exactly what it is. As I mentioned earlier, the Red Sox are last in the AL East of two games below 500. Now the pitching staff, which is 25th in MLB in ERA at 4.39, will have to move on without its ace during the second half of the season. Uh, someone on Twitter. Like it fucking matters anyway. We wouldn't be making the postseason. Right. Uh, someone on, on Twitter aptly put it. Uh, uh, we, we can fuck up with you and we can fuck up without you. That yeah, sounds about right. Uh, you think Cora's out after the season? No, I don't think so. I think the problem is uh, good old general manager Bloom might be getting the axe. Okay. Because it seems like everything he does turns to shit. And so I think they may they may have uh, High and Bloom get, uh, get over there and go back to where he came from. But don't know where it was. Okay. I was just thinking back to the Bruins when we got rid of Cassidy. Cora might go because it's so bad, but I have a feeling that like it's gonna be it's gonna be GM worthy, uh, assuming the ownership gives a shit. Yeah, it's, I it, think that's the other problem. Sometimes the ownership just doesn't fucking care. Is Cora sort of on like a no pun intended, but last strike sort of deal just because he got suspended uh, a couple of years ago? Uh, maybe I don't know. It's kind of like. I feel like at this point, it's a gimme. He's like, guys, I'm working with what I got. You're giving me nothing. I can't help that fact. Help me help you. Uh, oh, here's uh, Bloom actually talking about Chris Sale's uh, wrist injury. Yep, making jokes. So this happened Saturday uh, afternoon around lunchtime. Uh, Chris had actually just finished up uh, his throwing uh, at BC. Uh, of course, we were using VC this past weekend because of the shows here at Fenway um, and uh, took his bike out to go grab some lunch near his house and 
hit something going down a hill off the bike and uh i learned about it later that afternoon he reached out to brad um you know brad got over there and attended to him and uh, i was up in portland actually this weekend and and got looped in yeah you couldn't make this up right i we we need to dispatch some people to go find whoever has a chris sale voodoo doll and uh and recover it It's just, you know, it, it stinks. It's really unfortunate. I mean, we're relieved this wasn't worse. Obviously, you know, you, you, it was a pretty, pretty rough spill and, uh, very glad that, uh, you know, this wasn't worse, but it's been such a run of, of, of bad luck for him and, and obviously for us. <laughs> yeah. For, for the Red Sox organization in general, this is your one stroke of bad luck. Uh, yeah. And after surviving a bicycle injury, making his debut back on the pitcher's mound, Chris Sale. And a piano has landed on Chris Sale. Oh, they are wheeling him out. And uh, oh, another piano has landed on him. Pianos everywhere. It's raining pianos. And pizza. I just forgot I had that drop and I really wanted to play it. It's okay. I'll let you have that one. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, uh, Bloom there. That's from NBC Sports Boston. Um, uh, Bloom had mentioned the shows happening at Fenway. Uh, that being the uh, like thrice delayed Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Joan Jett show. Mm-hmm. Two shows. I heard they were all very good. I knew a lot of people who went to them. They're all very good. I, I oh, wish nice. I went. Well, maybe you should have. I should have. I would like to see Def Leppard in my lifetime. I've never seen Def Leppard. I mean, you're only going to be able to see some guy use one arm, but he's still pretty good. I've got on that shelf behind me, I've got a Rick Allen Funko Pop. Really? Yeah. Hold on. Let me I'll grab it real quick. I'll see if I can I can hold it up to the camera and see if I can do it some justice. <laughs> And justice for all. But it's got, um, I don't know if you can really see it here, but he's got <laughs> no arm, as you can there see. There we go. And one one little drumstick. One hey, little stick. That's all you need. The uh, I, You're getting to the point now where there's, they have like their whole musicians series, but... Uh, there's a lot of them that are very hard to find. Yeah, because, I mean, let's be honest. How many people are going to buy a Joy Division one? I don't even, you. Well, I don't even think they've done Joy Division yet. I know, because literally they're like, it's only for Jack. <laughs> but the police, for example, uh, Sting was very e- easy to find because it's Sting. Stuart Copeland, fairly easy to find because he's fairly well known. Uh, and he comes with a little drum kit, too. Ooh. The one that was a pain in the butt for me to find, though, was Andy Summers. And I found him. So I've got the all all three members of the police. Andy Summers, I lucked out, drove down to Cape Cod last summer just to make sure that my favorite record store in Hyannis survived the pandemic. Did it? It did. Spinnakers on Main Street. And the... Uh, 
is the only place I could find Annie Summers. And I, as I'm excitedly getting, uh, you know, bringing up the register and the, the owners there. And I told him like, Hey, you're the only place that I've been able to find Annie Summers. And he's like, hey, I guess he's not that popular. <laughs> so, uh, that, uh, not like it is. Yeah. Now there's a, there was a fourth member of the police, uh, but he was not in the band long enough to be immortalized uh, with a Funko Pop, sadly enough. Uh, one of their best known songs, though, Next to You, uh, that fourth member recorded on. That's, that was his only, uh, I think, official contribution to the band. Uh, later covered by the police. Uh, not yeah, the other police. Yeah, <laughs> the police covered their own song later on, several years later. Yeah. Um, uh, the Offspring did a very good cover of it. On their greatest hits album. Oh. Uh, okay. Very good. Mike, we talked about sports for 20 minutes. I am thoroughly shocked and impressed at the same time. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm, I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we will return and we will talk about uh, some of the... Uh, political slash quasi political news that's been going on. Plus, Mike, anything that you have your on your mind that you might want to talk about? I don't know. Maybe if we'll anything. find out. Okay, Caesar. we we will return. Stick around. You know what happens when you leave a pound of raw hamburger meat in in a car in the summertime? You are listening to Hardly Focused. This podcast contains explicit content. We're highly contagious. <laughs> You are listening to Hardly Focus. I'm wearing a goddamn coat and I'm still fucking freezing. Yeah, I got a goddamn high fever. Get me the fuck out of here. I'm constantly in the state of wanting to throw up. Hey, we're Hardly Focus. Thank you for checking us out. You can get to HarleyFocus.com. We are on your favorite podcast app. We're on YouTube. Just search for Harley Focus. The 551st episode of our podcast with Mike Tarara and Jack Gill. And uh, Mike, uh, Alex Jones. <laughs> Would you say that he's finally getting his comeuppance? Oh, God, I hope so. He's starting to at least. Alex Jones, the host of uh, Infowars, a conspiracy theorist, a 9-11 truther, a all-around piece of shit. Uh, don't forget he's turning the uh, that he's, uh, he's, not, he's not directly turning the frogs gay, but... I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay! He is somehow this befuddled me. I learned this today. He's that befuddled is a word. Yes. Uh, that. And did you know he's 48 years old? Wow. <laughs> that man looks at least 10 years older. 48. 1974. Unless he's uh, spouting uh, mistruths about that. That would never happen. What are you talking about? So right now, Alex Jones is finally, finally, finally getting his ass handed to him 
by the families of the Sandy Hook massacre victims, the lawyers representing those families. He's getting his ass handed to him by his own lawyers. <laughs> how much now? Um, I uh, the first amount. How many millions of dollars was he ordered to pay? Well, the first amount is for I was is it compensatory damages, yep. and that was four point one million. And everybody was like, "He's only supposed to get back for him." I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. "There's two judgments, guys. This is civil case. This isn't criminal. It's civil." So it's it's basically how much in direct damage did he cause? And they said, "Okay, he caused four million dollars in damage." All right. Now, basically, it's the pain and suffering. Uh, you know, is the second one, and that that's when he had to pay forty five mil. Uh, is this chump change for him, or is he actually screwed? Uh, well, here's the deal. It's only that's only two of the Sandy Hook families. Oh, yeah. So that being said, he is trying to uh, uh, basically uh, pump as much water out of his boat as possible here. He is trying to declare bankruptcy, but we know that his company pulled in one hundred and sixty five million over the course of the last two years uh, before the pandemic. And that's the numbers that they have for it. So he's definitely got enough money to, to have no issues, or at least right now. The problem is. Uh, that's two families, and there were 20 families that were affected in Sandy Hook. So multiply that by 10, and you get your payout, generally speaking, every single time that happens. So yeah. hopefully he's fucked. Now, has he fucking deserves it? Has he caused the same issues for all? I, I believe families? it's universal. Like, he's not just targeting one family. He's like, all, I think he's all the families are just fucking. You know, their false flag, their their crisis actors. And the family's like, yeah, we've had to physically move, change, completely fall off the grid, and you still get death threats. So go fuck yourself. They're keeping Ed Galbraith in business at best quality vacuum cleaners. <laughs> oh, that's a callback right there. Uh, new identities everywhere. Uh, Galbraith, he only has so many of those Hoover uh, Max extract pumps to go around. Hey, you know what? It is what it is, man. Good luck on your journey, Mr. Lambert. Uh, <laughs> so Alex Jones uh, got royally and hilariously screwed over by his own legal team, as Mike just alluded to. Mm, that's so good. This schadenfreude tastes so good. This, it's, it's one of those things that it's it's as if the, this whole trial, Alex Jones, was an episode of The Office, and Michael Scott is, is uh, who, yeah. Who, who's Alex Jones in this situation? Uh, I mean, he's built like Kevin, so I think he would be more like Oscar or uh, yeah, I guess Kevin in that case, or uh, maybe even Toby. Where fucking Toby, <laughs> fuck Toby. Where Michael Scott is. Alex Jones's legal defense and just everything he does just touches the not just shit, but like dysentery dysentery shits. Here's the audio of uh, Mark Bankstrom, who is uh, a lawyer representing. Uh, I don't know if it's multiple families or just one family. I am not sure either, but um but this is audio, it is audio platinum. Here we go. Can I have you look in the very bottom below the very bottom left corner? Is that your phone number? Yes. 
So you did get my text messages. And it said you didn't. Nice trick. <laughs> yes, Mr. Jones. Oh. Indeed. You didn't give this text message to me. You don't, you don't know where this came from. Do you know where I got this? No. Mr. Jones, did you know that 12 days ago, 12 days ago, your attorneys messed up and sent me an entire digital copy of your entire cell phone with every text message you've sent for the past two years and when informed did not take any steps to identify it as privileged or protected in any way and as of two days ago it fell free and clear into my possession and that is how I know you lied to me when you said you didn't have text message about saying you did you know that I see I told you the truth this is your Perry Mason moment I gave them my phone and then Mr. Jones you need to answer the question no, did I, you know I, this happened no, I don't know this happened, but I mean, I told you, I gave him the phone over. Just, just and you said, question. you said in your deposition, you searched your phone. You said you pulled down the text, did the search function for Sandy Hook. That's what you said, Mr. Jones, correct? And I had several, several different phones with this number, but I did, yeah. Well, of course, I mean, that's why you got it. No, Mr. Jones, that's not why I have it. My lawyer sent it to you, but I'm hiding it. Okay. I like that one point when he's like, Mr. Jones, you lied. <laughs> lies! <laughs> his, entire, his entire empire is built on lies, so what else is he going to do? Lies! Someone took that whole exchange and they put it to the Phoenix Wright video games. Mm -hmm. Where you have the, the Japanese anime looking lawyer with his incredibly dramatic objection. And it worked just so perfectly. It worked so well. It worked on so many levels. And uh, yeah. So that happened. And there was a, a part I don't have in there. The uh, Bankstrom asking Alex Jones if he knows what perjury is. <laughs> uh, it means per the jury, right? <laughs> so uh, Alex Jones also in more hot water today because uh, uh, now he's getting now he's getting looped into the uh, January 6th commission. January 6th commission. And apparently sent to Roger Stone a quote intimate photo of his wife. Of his wife. Now is this his current wife as opposed to his first wife? Is that correct? His current wife, yeah, Erica okay. whatever, Erica something. Uh, Erica Wolf Jones. Erica, I'm just as crazy as my husband Jones. Yeah. Uh, so according to uh, Yahoo News, uh, attorney Mark Bankston previously revealed that lawyers for Jones accidentally sent him two years of Jones's text messages, including intimate ones. On Monday, Bankston told the Young Turks that one text contained an intimate photo, quote, intimate photo of Jones's wife that was sent to far right provocateur Roger Stone. He says, quote, I'm a little concerned about it because that intimate photo was sent to Roger Stone, and I don't know if that was consensual. And if it wasn't consensual, and Mrs. Wolf Jones should know about that. 
and there might be something <laughs> that needs to be done about that, then again, it could be totally consensual. But when I see that and I don't see any indication that it was, I'm concerned something might not be on the up and up with that. There are certainly laws in certain states about that. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yes, so. there are. But you know what? It, it, even if it wasn't, I'm sure, and unless they are literally getting divorced, she'd fucking stick by him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because if they get, uh, imagine if they do get divorced, would she she go for all all of his money, whatever he has left? I mean, I, 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 at this point, it's, uh, she's got to be ride or die because she should have jumped ship before. So that way, of course, that's where the problem is if she divorces him, I think all the money would have to get tied up in all of these proceedings before she'd be able to grab it. So I think, yeah, I think at this point she's like, fuck it. I just got to write it out. Now the first wife, uh, didn't like during the divorce proceedings for that. Wasn't that when Alex Jones came out and said that it's uh, all, uh, it's all, it's all a lie because that's the only way he could get away with seeing his fucking kids. What is finally admitting that? Yes. Everything I say is fucking bullshit. And even then the, the, uh, that the judge is like, you are a fucking asshole. I will never wish upon anyone an aortic dissection because that's what took our dear John Ritter. Ah. But Alex Jones is such an overweight fucking uh, hamburger, not hamburger. Who's who's Grimace? Was Grimace, Grimace. the big yes. fucking purple one? Yeah. 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 Dude looks like Grimace. Oh boy, do I want that dude's aortic aortic valve to just shred itself i mean you don't have to wish it i think it's on its way anyway he's not exactly in the best peak physical shape the fact that i was taken aback earlier learning that he's 48 years old Mm -hmm. that is a that's a sign right there that he is in the perfect condition of health yeah absolutely so I uh, would never on our own show here hardly focus play audio from InfoWars, but I do have audio from InfoWars of uh, I keep saying his full name. He's it's it, it, it's Alex Jones. I'm never I'm not going to call him Alex. I'm not going to call him Jones. I'm not going to call him Mister Jones and me. Uh, he's just Alex Jones. Uh, here he is talking about the leak, talking about the photo that, of his wife that was sent to Roger Stone on his uh, own show. I, I want to play more of their clips, but, but but let's talk about that. It's six months on my phone, late 2019, early 2020. It's some CPAC stuff, and it's pictures of my wife and me and the kids and stuff like that. And I gave Texas and I gave Connecticut the phones. They were searching them in six-month tranches. And the paralegal left like a six-month raw thing in there. And we all went through it. There's nothing there. We didn't do anything wrong anyways. And so he's like, we have two years. We have the whole phone. That was not true. Yeah. Like they have Hunter Biden's laptop. And of course, well, where's the crack pipes? Where's the whores? Where's the... Sorry. I mean, there was a photo I sent my wife or her naked. Okay, they got that. So my wife looks pretty good. Go ahead. I mean, the point is, is that there's one naked picture of my wife in there. So that's what they've got. And it's just no dick pics, no nothing. So, 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 I mean, I'm a hardworking guy, guys. I'm not like running around party time here. Well, I wish I was, but that's what's so insane about this is they tell you that and they act like that. Oh, January 6th has got it. It isn't even in 2021. Yeah. It's it's from nineteen. It's from two thousand nineteen. Yeah, I mean, it's more fake news. <laughs> more fake news. 
How, I, I, I've never listened to InfoWars before. Is, is it like a requirement that every few minutes you have to bring up Hunter Biden and the laptop and say fake news? It, it, yeah, it's, it's, there, there are certain trigger words. There's like a, a board. There's like 30 trigger words you've got to say. And at, at, at every 30 second mark, there's a small buzzer that goes off behind his ear. And he's got to randomly just like throw a dart at one of them. And go, oh, all right. Just like those snowflake uh, commie libtards. And then, and then he goes into something else and he goes, oh, all right. And then we've got Nancy Pelosi, the evil drunk bitch. And, you know, it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's all over the board. That's all he does. Uh, you know, I, 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 I will tread carefully saying this. Yeah, don't do a bad Alex Jones impression. <laughs> it's got not that it. hard. It's going to get a little crazy, a little mad. It's got to get, get cut on the throat and, and turn the frogs gay. You got the voice for it. I'm starting to think about having to eat my neighbors. I'm starting to have to think about eating my neighbors. Oh, God. Right. There, there it is. Oh, man. There it is. We, we, should, we, we could prank some people into thinking that they're talking to Alex <laughs> Jones. Some dumb enough. <laughs> uh, uh, ooh, Erica Wolf Jones was arrested in... Uh, oh, yeah, on Christmas shot, Day. Yeah. yeah. And you know Good what? for her. So she's not necessarily an unattractive human. No, but it's like one of those like she's a she's an eight, but she's a, a crazy maggot. You know, like okay, well then that she's a zero. Well, she's an you eight, know? but then like eight out of eleven. Yeah. Well, here's what she is. She's a. She's a. We'll go with. She's a Cheyenne, Wyoming ten. Okay. Right? Oh, there you go. Yeah. But she's an LA four. Ooh. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Right. Even her, you know what? She's it, one of those like photogenic mug shots. Yeah. Even though she was clearly crying in it. Yeah. Cause she's fucking arrested. <laughs> now. Uh, so is there something, there, there's something about Mary. Yes. With the cum in the hair. Mm-hmm. There's something about uh, mug shot cameras, like police station cameras. Where, like, I know that, like, whenever you see someone's mugshot, I do people. I I don't know if you would know this from experience. I imagine you probably haven't been arrested yet, but, uh, like, are people? You don't know me. (laughs) Are people crying or uh, just perpetual glassy eyes? I mean, they always look like they're crying. Well, I mean, glassy eyes because usually you're you're literally getting you know dragged in because you were drunk DUI kind of thing or you're high. Um, the crying is usually because you were drunk and now you're realizing what the fuck's going on or that you didn't think you could get caught because daddy would take care of it for you. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I, I always feel like every time I see a photo of anyone's mugshot that they're either crying. Yeah, they're, they're intoxicated. They're drunk, but it's, it, everyone's eyes are glass. I don't think I've ever seen a dry eye mugshot. Except for that uh, young chap, uh, Bill Gates. <laughs> With this, a, a wry smile. Uh, anywho. So there's that. And then uh, Trump, uh, Mar-a-Lago, getting, getting raided by the FBI. Uh, everybody keeps using, you, you keep using the word raided. It was not raided. Uh, there was a legal warrant and they walked right in. Ooh. Folks, do you have any idea what this clown's doing? They call it- 
Uh, I didn't know I had that drop in there. It's titled Trump is a clown. I think I heard the word clown in there. Folks, do you have any idea what this clown's doing? But there's just a lot of yelling in there. So any, uh, instead I'll play this. Marilyn Lockheed. Lockheed. Tim Apple. Yeah, uh, there's a meme going around of uh, Baron. As I saw on Twitter, Baron uh, doesn't even look up from his Xbox as he's playing. Yeah, safe in the back. In the back. <laughs> yeah, he knows because he knows. He knows. Uh, Slate.com ran an article. The Mar-a-Lago raid has led to a full-on GOP meltdown. Uh, uh, yeah, because there's uh, a bunch of people that are now like, uh, I think I'm fucked. Yeah. yeah, you fucking are, bitch. Matt Rinaldi tweeting, abolish the FBI. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. one. Yeah. So it's it's like it's like the one that's screaming I didn't fart is the one that farted kind of thing. Or like every every jerk I uh went to high school with who would talk shit about Kate's police chief father and the cops in general. Like cops are bad. Is now, is now a cop. Fuck the <laughs> cops. I fucking hate the cops. And like, dude, you got arrested. You're you're upset because you got arrested. It, it, this is no one else's fault but your own. Nobody's fault but mine. So according to uh, the Yoohoo News, uh, a day after the FBI conducted a search of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, Hillary Clinton <laughs> responded on Tuesday with a tweet promoting merchandise emblazoned with the phrase, but her emails. <laughs> which has become the sardonic okay, I don't care I don't care if you fucking hate Hillary and I was never a big fan but goddamn that's fucking that is like <laughs> perfect salt right there just like mm, let's get that right in there uh, this has become the sardonic response among her supporters to Trump's many scandals Clinton wrote that every hat or t-shirt t-shirt sold Benefits onward together, the political action committee she founded following her loss to Trump in the 2016 election. Uh, the hats sold out immediately. Yeah, that's the hilarious part. They're like, eh, we'll take them all. Oh, there's actually, oh, this is a nice photo. Um, Let me see if I can share this with you, Mike. Uh, there is something very very wrong with us what <laughs> there's something very vice city about this would you agree oh my god that is pure vice city right there it's at night there's a, a police car uh, out in front of uh one of the gates Bunch of palm trees in the background oh yeah it's a mar-a-lago but the lights especially off the back of the cruiser are just emitting this neon purple and blue. Yeah, this is like a combination of like uh like cyberpunk, like vaporwave and Vice City. This should be this should be a promo photo for Grand Theft Auto 6. <laughs> Maybe it is. Dude. You, know, no, no. you know what's going to happen? It's going to be. They're going to use that and they're going to be like, "You know what? Dude. They're going they're going to digitize it so it's just off enough to where they can't get in trouble for it. Uh, or they'll just ask the AP guys, like, hey, can we buy it? So, so it's been all but confirmed. Uh, 
the Grand Theft Auto Six will be set in Vice City, a modern a modern take on Vice City, uh, the HD version of Vice City, as it's called. Ooh, all right. I guarantee you, they're going to put Mar-a-Lago in it. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's are. not in Miami. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, it's going to be there because you know Grand Theft Auto Five. They have the Scientology headquarters. Fucking Scientology! Let me started on those assholes. Or as it's called in the Grand Theft Auto universe, the Epsilon Cult, the Kiflam. But uh, oh, they also have the uh, the um, the Playboy Mansion as well. Uh, but yeah, they, they I guarantee you they're going to put Mar- they're going to take some creative liberties and they're going to put Mar-a-Lago in there. And the industry rumor is that the game uh, will will have a lot of live service elements to it, where the map will update and evolve over the years. Oh, so what you have at the beginning, of, like when the game comes out. they're going to be just doing full-blown terraforming as time goes on i hope that'd be funny if it was in real time not that they'd ever be able to do that but literally you're sitting in there and you see the the mountain just start that would be awesome but it would be great that if at one point there's a whole big event about blowing up (laughs) mar-a-lago the grand theft auto version of mar-a-lago yeah and they people would be oh my god that's that's so like i can't do that it's bad yeah they're whatever I think that's based off of it's based off of Grand Theft Auto Five, where there's in downtown Los Santos skyscrapers that have been under construction since 2013 that have never progressed. Uh So I I think that's one approach they want to take with the next game, which is partially why it's taken almost 10 years for us to get a new one. So as long as it doesn't suck, that's okay. Here's what I'm worried about, man, is that uh, so. Jason uh, Schreer from Bloomberg, formerly Kotaku, and uh, I'm I'm now Mike. I'm this isn't repeating it for you, but for all six of our listeners, I'm sort of echoing things I talked to Nicole about in the last episode. But Jason Schreer wrote about Grand Theft Auto Six, and Schreer is known for blowing the lid on things, and confirming things and the next logical step after Sharir reports on it is the developer then needs to come out and finally announce their project either say yes or no 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 we're we're, we're, we're shutting him down he's wrong you know like if, if, if he says something you got to respond basically is what you're saying right he is he's the gatekeeper yep exactly and uh, so he he revealed fallout 4 and then bethesda shortly thereafter announced fallout 4 and confirmed it was in boston now he has uh, dropped a big bombshell recently about grand theft auto 6 and now we just need rockstar to come out and announce the name of it and confirm it's in vice city and basically just uh confirm everything that shreer said um but one thing that shreer pointed out is that the culture at rockstar games has changed so much mm-hmm. i genuinely fear what the next grand theft auto game could actually be like it might be a victim of the overly political correct world that we now live in. Interesting. There was a lot of uh, company culture changes mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, you know, I, which I, I understand, but don't let it bleed into the game. If the game is uh, going to be, you know, a uh, play and a satire on things. Yeah. And- it's going to be some sort of counterculture, like, you know, yeah, satirical on, conformist game right 
like include the naked chicks, include the killing of prostitutes so I can get my money back. Now, here's the deal. Maybe if you're thinking about being being able to kill male prostitutes. Okay. All right. All right. Prostitutes aren't just female. Hey, they haven't done male prostitutes uh, before in Grand, in any Grand Theft Auto game. Guys, Rockstar, hello, right here. Guess who has, though? Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, see? CD Projekt Red. And I tell you what, I tell you what, in Cyberpunk 2077, oh, I have, I have bedded with so many male prostitutes just because I can. Just because I can. I think you're confusing real life again with your video games, sir. Um, I have AIDS. <laughs> no, I kid. Not um, HIV, but full-blown AIDS. <laughs> I did. In my second playthrough, I did play as a, a female character uh, just to uh, for the different dialogue options. But Oh, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, most of the time you play a game more than once, you're going to do a, a gender change just to see what the difference is in some you know game nuances. Yep. Yep, indeed. So, um, the fact that cyberpunk allowed it too. the fact that mm. cyberpunk allowed you to do that. So I mean, let's uh, be honest. I play Fallout most of the time as a female because I do the black widow perk because most of the guy, bad guys are guys. Oh, nice. I never even yeah. thought about that. Yeah. Like why not? You know, take the extra 10% damage on any male that you kill. Okay. 80% of the wasteland is guys. All right. You're getting fucked. I have only played a female character once and it was in fallout three one of, oh, one of my okay. main playthroughs in fallout three. Oh, by the way uh point lookout i'm gonna start it okay i saved uh my game right in front of the boat that takes you to uh the dlc and i am also on the mission where uh, i'd still the last mission of the game where you are mm-hmm. you leave raven rock and you have to go back to the citadel because the boat, I believe it's the point, the boat to point lookout is right next to the Citadel. And when I was approaching it, you can hear the war going on. <laughs> now, problem being, I'm playing on PlayStation three because it's the only version of the game I have. that's game of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I managed to drop that motherfucker down to five frames a second. Wow. That is the worst version of the game to play on. It is bad. And once you get once your save file gets up to a certain size, mm-hmm. like literally over six meg, uh, the game starts actually underperforming severely. And the save file only gets bigger as you progress through the game. <laughs> that's that's kind of horrible. It is. Uh, and it and that that was a bug that progressed through Skyrim as well several years later on. And, and it only happens on PlayStation three. That's unfortunate, uh, as the PC Master Race doesn't have any problems with that. It doesn't Fallout 3, like, you have to go through, like, extra hoops and bounds just to get it to run on uh, PC these days? Um, I don't think so. I mean, it still plays on mine, unless it's like, a, if you, unless you would do a brand new build. Okay. I, I just feel like on Steam, if you pull up, like, the Fallout 3 page on Steam, it says, that you can buy this game, but it's not going to work. Oh, I think, yeah, I, I actually have the original, like, hard copy fallout three. Oh jesus okay oh yeah i've got the rich i've got the hard copy fallout four too how many discs did that come on uh i don't know it, it's it's in my you know fancy case sure so but yeah uh yep same thing i got new vegas uh you know hard discs i have physical copies too of uh fallout three and uh, new vegas and four i mean that i mean 
uh, well, on console, it's all on Blu-rays now, so you can yeah. fit everything under a single Blu-ray. But uh, Game Pass, it's all on Game Pass too. So just problem is, I don't want to buy the DLC a second time. I have I have a version of the game that has it all. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to suffer through the horrific, absolutely horrific, technical issues. Uh, on my way to collecting all the bobbleheads, though. <laughs> so there's that. So I got, got I got that going for me, which is nice. I just hope they don't break into my safe. <laughs> don't break into Dave's, my safe. Safe's in the back. DonaldJTrump.com statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president. Blah, 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 blah. These are dark times for our nation as my beautiful home, Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, is currently under siege, raided, and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before. Because nothing ever had to happen like this before. Present fucking tense. You retard. You are not the president anymore. You lost. You will lose in 2024. He's not going to be allowed to run in 2024. God fucking damn. After working, cooperating with the relevant government agencies, this unannounced raid on my home was not necessary or appropriate. Was this written by him? All he has to do is release uh, what they grabbed. And they can say, look, I didn't, they didn't grab anything important. Was this written by him? Because there are a lot of big words being used. Oh, you fucking know. If you see multisyllabic words, it wasn't written by him. Because <laughs> it's like it's in his tone, but everything is it like nothing's in all caps. I'm sure uh, he wrote it and then they had to like, we got it. We got to punch it up a little bit yeah. <laughs> or he, he got it and he had to punch it down a little. I don't know. One of the two. Gave it to Baron who, who prettied it up as uh, extra credit. Yeah. School. <laughs> Uh, oh, good Lord. Yeah, so it just goes on, mentions an attack by the radical left Democrats who desperately don't want me to run for president in 2024. No, because we've got enough fucking fascists that are coming out of the woodwork already. Uh, ooh, here we go. Such an assault can only take place in broken third world countries. Sadly, America has now become one of those countries. Yeah. Oh, there he goes. Oh, next sentence. They even broke into my safe <laughs> with an exclamation point. <laughs> oh, what? Did, uh, I, I'm not going to read it in the Trump voice anymore. Uh, what is the difference between this and Watergate, where operatives broke into the Democrat ne- De- Democrat National Committee? Here in reverse, Democrats broke into the home of the 45th president of the United States. There's a difference. There's a difference, you lummox. You mentally handicapped buffoon. There was a difference. That was an actual break-in. Uh, yeah, uh, orchestrated by the president of the United States at the time, as opposed to a sanctioned, warranted, signed off by federal judge search and seizure. Uh, Spear Agnew, get me out of here. <laughs> uh, I like the cut of his jib. And then this is where the um, mental acuity, what mental acuity he had was used up at this point. Uh, the political persecution of President Donald J. Trump, now we're referring to ourselves in the third person here, has been going on for years with the now fully debunked Russia, Russia, Russia scam. He's still doing it. He typed Russia, it out. Russia, Russia scam. 
He wrote the whole goddamn thing out. <laughs> oh. Russia, Russia, Russia. God. I mean, okay, the Brady Bunch. We get it. You like the Brady Bunch. Russia, Russia, Russia. What a topical fucking illusion that you're making. That episode aired in the 60s. Uh, impeachment number, impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, and so much more. It just never ends. And then, and then, Hillary Clinton was allowed to delete and acid wash 33,000 emails after. Now, this is where Trump wrote it himself because now where uh, punctuation is uh, uh, out the door. After they were subpoenaed by Congress. Absolutely nothing has happened to hold her accountable. She even took antique furniture and other items from the White House. At this point, we're just rambling. Uh, yeah. God, this is... And then she kicked my jog. The worst part is, I know I know people, uh, you know... I, uh, who believe this? Who believe this and who have the same exact thought process, who articulate similar messages, where they start off complaining about something that uh, might not necessarily be r- rational... Uh, or like the subject itself doesn't make any sense, but it begins with a clear thought. The problem is they not only veer off the road, but now they're, they're just off the cliff. They're in the river. Odoyle rules. Odoyle (laughs) rules. Ah. (laughs) It's a banana peel in the middle of the street. (laughs) Uh, you know what it screws me up, man, is um, I was watching clips from El Camino last night. I've only seen that film once. Uh, but uh, the actor's name, I believe it's Larry Hankin? Larry Rankin? Um, Larry Mankin? Jenkins? Skankin? L- Larry Hankin. Uh, Samsonite. I was way off. Well, he plays uh, Old Joe in Breaking Bad from the uh, um, Junkyard who then goes to collect the El Camino from Jesse. He was also in Billy Madison. And the company in the end of the film was given to him because Billy didn't want to run it. Mm -hmm. He was the good guy. He was Carl. Carl Alphonse and Billy Madison. 81 years old. Damn. He was also in Escape from Alcatraz as Charlie Butts. (laughs) What? An unfortunate last name to have. The worst, the, the the only last name you could have that could be any worse is Trump. Yeah, the problem is that's an actual real word, and it's going to be so unused now. Yeah, you can't say like Trump card anymore. Yeah, ugh, yeah, it just has this. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, it's like a gross film on top of it now. Do you think anything's going to come of this? Of this uh, of Mar-a-Lago being raided? Uh. Yes, a lot of people are thinking it's like the the apex of what we needed to get done. But I think in, in reality, not as much as people would like, but more than what people are pessimistically thinking, because you don't just raid that for no reason. You know, right. You don't just go in there with the FBI going, eh, we're just going to pick some stuff up, guys. No worries. And it's not like uh, it's not like we're hunting for excuses here. Got plenty of excuses, plenty oh, yeah. of justifiable excuses here. So there's that. 
Uh, so we got that going for us, which is nice. Hey, if you're into uh, lady podcasters and lady comedians, uh, I have fallen in love with a comedian named Natalie Cuomo. Uh, and I was checking out her podcast earlier. It's called Help with an exclamation point, kind of like the Beatles did. Uh, but she is a babe, and um, the six to midnight moment occurred <laughs> when I saw that she had a she did she did um like a, a photo shoot for I think it was like a motorcycle magazine because she rides bikes, and mm-hmm. she listed off all like her her songs like her her playlist for what she has on when she's riding, and she's got like. Uh, Fugazi on there and Smashing Pumpkins. She's got a really decent list, but included in the list. This is this is uh, how you win uh, your boy Jack's heart. She included a song by My Bloody Valentine. Okay, all right. Uh, you know what? I'll take that. I'll take that. I was expecting a lot more uh, <laughs> angst coming from uh, the options there, but no, you picked that one. All right, okay. I can, like, I can get behind that. Joy Division or Stone Roses. Or, I was thinking Stone <laughs> Roses, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so uh, plus she is covered in uh, tattoos, so yeah. Tattoos. Yep. And her podcast, not bad. I listened to it. It's not bad. You know, I discovered her is uh, she was on the Jim and Sam show a few weeks ago. That's uh, what used to be the Opie and Anthony show. And now it's Jim and Sam. Just Jim as, and Sam. Just as good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, Jim Norton, I mean, he'd been on part of the yeah. Open Anthony show for forever. Uh, but it's uh, Sam Roberts, who's one of their producers, who you know, became a co-host. And um, it's not bad. It's all, you know, you know what's great about SiriusXM? Why pay for SiriusXM? Because they, 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 someone on YouTube just live streams the show every morning. <laughs> <laughs> And it's all up there as podcasts, and they don't take it down. It's all up there. Uh, why pay? Why pay? Like why pay for Sirius XM? Period. At this uh, at this I stage, like what is there? Like Stern is only on for three days a week. I think the only thing you buy it for is if you're doing long distance driving constantly. Sure. At least, yeah, that's basically it. The last time I like really listened to Sirius XM, I was in Florida, and it was in it was in our rental car. Uh, and you know, just driving around, you know, going to Cape Canaveral and back to Orlando, and it it, it worked fine for that. But after like day three, I'm I'm sick of this. It's I'm, the same stuff over and over yeah, again. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna pay for it, especially when you have like for music, especially when you have Spotify and the like. I feel like I'm just calling. Uh, I'm the pot, and I'm calling the kettle black. Probably, but we'll let you. We'll do okay. it this time. All right, Mike Tarara, thank you for being here. I know, right? Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you. And enjoy your vacation coming up. Are you going anywhere? Uh, in nondescript location with certain uh, Muppet characters. In, nice. And, uh, yeah. Cool. Well, have fun. Bring the kids to Avenue Q. (laughs) (laughs) The internet is her porn. Hey. Well, have fun. That's porn. Enjoy. 
and I'll talk to you when you come back. And All right. For the rest of you, we will talk at you next time. Thank you for listening. See you. Bye. Goodbye. Manifestation may not have happened.